Welcome to the Operate Podcast, where we give you a behind-the-scenes look at company building from the perspective of the builders themselves. This is how we operate. Welcome to the Operate Podcast. I'm Kerry Ransom. Today's episode is sponsored by BankTech Ventures, the very first strategic investment fund designed by the community banking industry for community bank innovation and investment. BankTech identifies leading products and technologies for community banks, works with the founders and management teams to maximize the impact of their companies for community banks and their businesses. If you're a bank looking to innovate and invest in your future, or a founder who wants to work with community banks and the industry, reach out to BankTech Ventures at banktechventures.com. I am super excited to have the CEO of BCT, Bank of Charlestown, Alice Frazier, with me today. Alice is one of the most progressive leaders in community banking and leads her bank that way. She's active with the ICBA as its current chairman of, or chairwoman of the Policy Development Committee and previously served as secretary of ICBA. She's also really active in her state associations with both the Community Bankers of West Virginia and Virginia Association of Community Banks, where she is past chairperson as well. Alice, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Carrie, for this honor of joining you. I'm excited to be here with you. Awesome. Well, let's start with an intro to BCT. When someone asks you, Alice, you tell me, tell me about your bank. What do you say? Wow. Well, I start out by saying that BCT, Bank of Charlestown, is a 150-year young institution. Mm. And we, we, you know, we're living intently that mission originally from our founders of neighbors helping neighbors, growing our communities. But you know what I think is really special is that over that 150 years, we've really been able to refine what we call our special sauce, our mm. culture. And, and by doing that, it's about our people. It's about the integrity in which we serve, the teamwork of how we work together, but about our growth. And by doing all that, you know, we're not stuck in what I would call 150 years of, of uh, bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's always 150 years young. Uh, I like so much great language in, in that introduction. And you know, the, the, I think that last part, you know, not being stuck looking backwards uh, is, is so important. And you know, I think these last two years have shown a light on us that like we've never seen before. So much interesting and challenging things that, that have happened. We've all had to adapt. I think we both agree that in the last two years, community banking has been forever changed during your 150-year history, there certainly have been decades where things probably didn't change that much, but the last two years are sort of undeniable. How, how has your thinking changed now versus even two years ago? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, I will say this. We went into the pandemic, and we had already um, had executed contracts to upgrade our website <laughs> to dot bank and we had already executed contracts to upgrade our online banking for both the consumer and the commercial side and we were so glad that that was in the works mm-hmm. and and because nothing said the need for um, 
progressive up-to-date websites and ability to communicate with customers in a pandemic, okay. um, particularly the ability to, to allow our customers to make appointments or contact us and all. So if anything, it, it certainly validated the um, commitment and investment in technology and that digital presence. But I also um, validated our whole um, emphasis in our strategic plan that our digital and our physical presence have to parallel each other. Mm. And we have to be able to offer both. Being 150 years old, we have a large consumer base. As mm -hmm. much as we have a commercial base, it's about a 50-50 mm -hmm. split. And the, and the digital component has become so necessary to everything our, our customer base does. And it's not just the 30 year olds using mm -hmm. it. You know, we have 70 year olds. I spoke to an 88 year old client the other day that relies on online banking. Mm -hmm. And and so it's 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 everywhere. It's part of what we do. So the pandemic really emphasized it, cemented our commitment to it. And um, I think even all of the digital components what we realized too, is we need to know more about the behaviors of our customers. What, mm. how are they transacting business with us? How do they prefer to it? And what are they doing um, with us? And, and so it, it's opened our eyes to a need um, for even greater attention to the tools that can give us the information we need. Mm. That, that's, a, that's a great zoom in on, on that idea. How do we deeply understand our customers uh, and and market at at a level maybe that the, the, the human relationships have historically done now, you know, with with digital support, it, yeah. it enhances it all that much more. It challenged us. I'm not going to you know to be able mm -hmm. to take that human part because that's what community banks just like ours we live on that piece. Mm -hmm. That's the piece that differentiates us. And how do you marry that human component with that? time and period where we really couldn't give that physical touch, mm -hmm. that presence. And, and really, we got creative, and as other banks did as well. Um, it, was a, it was a fun time to challenge ourselves and to react quickly, sure. not sit around and wonder and wring our hands. But we, we right. moved fast, as all did. Well, I think that, that's a great point for my next question. You know, these topics of technology and innovation are so hot right now. And generally that is about speed. And I, I also think it's also about confidence, confidence to be able to make that change. And so how, how do you think about that at, at BCT? And you know, are you drawing on the confidence from being able to react quickly with, with a pandemic to say, hey, we can, we can react quickly all the time if we choose to. <laughs> you know, um, so it was August of uh, 2020, we were in a room and we had just, you know, the first round of PPP had mm -hmm. been completed and, and everybody in that phase, we had to react quickly. And we sat around and we said, how do we act like this all the time? Mm. How do we make these decisions? I mean, we didn't know all the rules when we went mm -hmm. into PPP. We didn't mm -hmm. know how we were going to book it and we ended up doing 800 loans. We didn't know how we were going to do it, but we figured it out. And, mm -hmm. and that's been a question we ask ourselves and we challenge ourselves pretty regularly now when we're evaluating different decisions. It's like, why, why are we stringing this out? Is it what we need? Mm -hmm. and, and so we begin to kind of create 
what I would call a decision-making framework mm. to, to move ourselves forward and get off of center. And, and sometimes all the I's and T's aren't going to be perfectly dotted and crossed, but we have to go. Um, mm -hmm. We have to try things going forward. That's, that's so, so good. I mean, the, the other part I feel like I, I sense too at, at times, and I, I even feel this as someone who's been kind of a technophile, is there's just so much out there. You know, I'm sure you get deluged with emails and your team gets deluged with emails of this tool, this product. How are you setting your priorities of the things that are most important from an innovation and technology standpoint? We basically around our strategic priorities mm -hmm. is, is really how we're starting. Um, and our first one is, is really providing an amazing customer experience. So if we see tools that we can add on that are things that customers are asking mm -hmm. for, that we believe will make that experience better, combining that physical and digital. So they don't have to call us to do something. They can do it themselves. Or is it leveraging a strategic initiative? Um, and our second one is really um, growing out our commercial um, base of, of offerings and, and mm -hmm. most recently SBA initiative in, in the organizations. So how do, how do we help that small business at 10 p.m. when they can finally sit down and apply for a loan? Mm -hmm. What tools do we need? And then lastly, it's just really that, that piece of combining that physical and digital presence and paralleling it. So if mm -hmm. we're looking at any one of those priorities, that's what's driving our decisions on what tools mm -hmm. we're looking for. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's, that's so helpful. I think will be really helpful to a lot of, of your, your colleagues out in, in community banking is just how you, how you think about priority setting and, and decisions. So that's great. Well, Alice, we, we've discussed this, I know, as we've gotten to know each other, you know, I grew up in this family business that was multi-generational and we had these really strong long-standing relationships with the community bank and in, in my hometown in, in Indiana and so the the leadership and impact roles that banks and and folks like you play around this country in the communities you serve is so clear to me in, in your mind as you think about as you talk about combining digital and physical presence and other change that will continue, what, what do you think continues about how community banks serve the, the communities that they work with? And what do you think has and, and will continue to change? I believe community banks always have a place hmm. um, because we are, you know, just like what I mentioned in our original mission about growing our neighbors, helping neighbors grow mm -hmm. our communities, that that's every community banks mindset mm -hmm. and that personal relationship that you have, you know, bankers are there, they're, sir, they're delivering meals on wheels. They're mm -hmm. packing backpacks for children. They are working with the local SBDC with small businesses. The cross the board bankers are volunteering their time. And then the community banks are supporting all of that. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that will always be the hallmark of what we can do as community banks. I don't think we lose it. But adding those digital components is no different than giving the customer the choice of an ATM, what, 30 right. some years yep. ago, right? Yep. And it was one more way to access their funds. Mm -hmm. So it, the digital components should never um, take away what a community bank can do in, its, in person. And quite frankly, as it grows, um, 
customers are looking for that. I mean, they will, they may use internet-based tools for things, but I think at the end of the day, when they have questions, they need a, they need a person, mm-hmm. they need a, um, somebody to really talk to. And I think community banks continue to do that. Mm. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with you. I think I would even summarize it as saying the most dynamic and vibrant communities will have really active, vibrant community banks in them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. So my next topic, you know, I I come from more of the digital world over the majority of my career as I think about it. I've contemplated this idea of, as I call it, quote unquote, redefining community. So is, you know, as you think about the community that you serve, that, you know, your bank or other banks around the country, we've seen some very aggressively Mm -hmm. redefine it. How do you think about that? that idea of should we be redefining our community that we serve or maybe the communities that we serve? That's a great question. You know, um, community can be defined a lot of different ways, right? right? You know, community could be the YMCA you're part of. That's That's a community. Mm -hmm. It could be part of your church. It can be a geographic county, town, et cetera. And I think what drives that sense of community is, is how do people feel they belong? Mm -hmm. What do they belong to? And if culturally um, a community bank can create that sense of belonging by its service levels that it can do, um, the products that it can be uh, developed and that components, maybe they're niche oriented, et cetera. I think community can be expanded beyond just a geographical presence. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's another piece of how we see developing a div- digital opportunity within our organization. Um, we, we often call it unleashing our geographic presence, but then how do we keep that community bank feel? How do we keep that sense of community inside of that component of whatever we do with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. So good. Well, I think that it kind of leads to my next question, which is about competition. Right. If you're going to think a little differently, you know, who who do you think is your competition today when you think about that? Right. Because that could be thought through in a lot of different ways. Honestly, it's probably easier to say who is not our competition Mm, at this point, because there is everybody trying to be in banking Mm -hmm. or some services Mm -hmm. of payments, et cetera. And you just think, okay, if it were that easy overall. Um, But, you know, the competition isn't what it was when I first got into banking in 1991, which Mm -hmm. was the other community bank in town or maybe Mm -hmm. the large regional. It's very different. Um, And, but at the same time, if we all tried to be, try to tackle on all of the different types of competition we have, whether it's a, it's a internet bank or a loan provider through the internet, I think we would lose. Mm -hmm. And so really the intention is is to stay focused on what you do well Mm -hmm. and really pick those components that niches or those um, pair of roads to go down that you can do it well and keep your head down and do it extremely well so there's always going to be a lot of competition I mean I think about goodness Venmo wasn't even around years ago and now kids do that and and so stay good at what you do Know what you do well, stay focused on it, um, but do it 
continue to improve upon it all the time. Great. Be my advice. Great outlook. I, I, I sort of, I think I tend to agree. I mean, the competition is different. Um, it doesn't mean you, you, you know, you can't go still win out there. Right. And I, I sort of feel like the competition is less the, the community bank across town today. And so I've, I've thought about this idea of how do, you know, through advocacy organizations like your state association and um, ICBA and even just relationships, you know, how do community banks work more effectively together? What, what do you feel like you and your colleagues, you know, there, there's a lot of intentional work happening, of course, but are there things that you feel like your, your colleagues across the country in community banking could do even better together? Wow. You know, um, I think the pandemic early in those days really brought a lot of community banks mm. working together on mm -hmm. different things and really mm -hmm. sharing information and, and from that piece of it. But I, I think where there is a, a really large opportunity is, is with ICBA's ThinkTech program. Mm -hmm. There's a good number of banks that have come together and, and really are supporting this program. And the, and the program itself is identifying lots of different technology solutions that are easy for banks to get into and get mm -hmm. involved with. Mm -hmm. and, and by this group of bankers giving that advice, helping to craft the product even better, easier, I think it provides solutions for all banks. Um, that's one way that um, I would really encourage because some banks have a, a, a more sophisticated IT shop sure. or folks than others. In, in this is a resource and an opportunity for us to work together for the greater good of all. Would be one of the ways. And there's yeah. a number of ways, but that that's a, a great starting place. I and I think that's a great example, and and it's working. <laughs> I think it's working for the banks who are involved. It's working for the companies that are trying to build relevant, useful solutions. And yeah, you know, that was that was a big part of what drew me to. Bank Tech Ventures was that relationship with the ICBA and ThinkTech and the Venture Center who helps run that and having them as partners just, you know, to me created this ecosystem that is, to your point, uh, mm -hmm. given us the ability to, to really serve the greater good of the entire industry of, of community banking. And, you know, you, you led by example, Alice, you're one of the very first ones to, to stand up and say, I totally think this is a great idea. You've been super active with the ThinkTech Accelerator, but you were one of the first investors in, in BankTech Ventures. You know, thank you for that. But I'm curious what excited and inspired you to participate? Oh, it was an easy decision. It was also convincing the board as well. Um, didn't take much effort, but what I saw through the several years of being involved with ICBA, ThinkTech and the Venture Center, was here were these great companies coming along that really were going to excel, but they were going to need capital. Mm -hmm. And I was excited and trying to figure out, well, how could, how could this little bank of ours even invest in it? But we didn't have the capacity to really evaluate each of these investments on our own. And so really seeing a fund come together where it has a team like yourself, Carrie, that you're leading with others that can dig in and have the experience to understand the company, 
know the path in which they need to take to be successful and guide them was exciting to participate in it. But the added benefits that we get of learning more about the companies that BTV is deciding to invest in and, and being able to talk to those companies and be ahead of the game is, is also equally beneficial for us. So it was, it was a, a quick decision for us as a whole. Well, I'll tell you, as you know, someone who's trying to to you know serve the partners like you in the fund, it just gives me such confidence to have uh, you uh, and your support behind us. So um, I think you know the the notion of we're better together is really mm -hmm. central to how we think about BTV and and, and all that we're doing. You know, we talk a lot within our team about trying to also use the work that we're doing to help impact community banks cultures in positive ways. What, what things would you like to see from, from us, you kind of publicly out there to help you or, or your colleagues cultures? You know, banking is filled with a lot of regulation and a lot of T's and I's that I've talked about earlier, mm -hmm. and, and we can get married down into that. And whereas in the technology world, it moves a little faster. And in the grace in which um, the tools can be offered to the banks today using APIs and, and the fact that we don't have to always look to the core mm -hmm. as a solution, I think is an opportunity that you can impact um, the, our way of thinking about technology, um, that maybe there is something other than the core. Maybe there is a way to get to this without having to have a sophisticated IT shop. And maybe there's a way to make these decisions um, at a faster pace or because it's simpler to implement if mm. there's a path forward within it. So I believe um, bringing a little bit of the pace of technology and the good methodologies mm -hmm. that banks use to mm -hmm. evaluate things closer together could be a, a good path forward for us in the future because business is changing so fast. And I believe that the pandemic has created a revolutionary change mm -hmm. to how we do business going forward. So something in what's developed with this partnership would be pretty great. Absolutely. That, that, that's what excites and inspires me. And you, you just codified that so clearly. So thank you for that. Well, Alice, this has been super fun. I've got one last question. Your insights have just been great. As, as a final question, you know, what advice would you have for other community bank leaders like you who are realizing what you just said, that things are moving so quickly, we need to think and act differently than we have. We need to look forward over the next few years. What advice would you have for them and, and what they should potentially consider? I would highly recommend talk with other CEOs, get involved um, with the ICBA Think Tech, mm -hmm. talk with um, other folks that have, you know, I, I'm happy to answer anyone's call mm -hmm. on Bank Tech Ventures. Um, but others that have gotten involved or others that are re, um, branching out into different areas of technology, whether they're offering banking as a service now, um, 
they want everyone wants to talk about it and everyone wants to learn and, and mm -hmm. quite frankly it's so new to all of us there's no dumb questions so um, my advice is is learn as much as you can about the opportunities and and reach out to colleagues and and folks just to learn thank you so much alice for joining me sharing your wisdom and perspective uh, as I said, it gives me such confidence to to do what I do, having you as a partner, and I'm super excited to be able to to work with you through Bank Tech Ventures over the next many years. And so appreciative, and and really for the leadership role that you play in this industry, that as we said, has such a critical role to play in healing and shaping the communities moving forward. So thank you very much, and. Uh, We'll talk soon. Oh, thank you, Carrie. I'm looking forward to a long and lasting relationship. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Operate Podcast. If you like this conversation, as a favor to me, you can rate us, review us, or subscribe, or tell your friends. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at Operate Podcast. Until next week, get out there and operate.